0: Hello and welcome to St. Michael's this morning. I was really impressed uh, as I was preparing for today. I was reading through the collect and it says, Oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. That Just that phrase in there, I, I hope that you would just take that to heart this Sunday. Even in the midst of times, I know... Lots of people are struggling and lots of people are hurting and lots of people are trying to figure out how to live their lives in a changed environment. So the one thing that we can do is hold on to the promises of God And he is good beyond our understanding. So as we worship the Lord today, I I ask that you just declare these worship songs that we sing, that you declare the words of the liturgy, because it is true. He is good beyond our understanding, and he is resurrected and alive and active today. So let's pray as we begin our service. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that we get to come before you wherever we are at, and we get to worship you. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your words spoken freshly, Lord, that there's there's an anointing that you bring when we come together and we worship you. We just pray that you would impress on our hearts the goodness of God, no matter what we're going through today. We praise you and we bless you. Amen.
1: Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. That we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first
2: commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these.
1: Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. For Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. For Thou only art at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, Christ, with with the Holy Ghost, Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Father. Amen. The Lord be with you.
2: And with your spirit.
1: Let's pray together to call that. O God, you prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we loving you in all things and above all things, may attain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
3: This morning's first lesson comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, commencing in verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious, for as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing Him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is He worshipped with men's hands, as though He needed anything, since He gives to all life, breath, and all things. And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their preappointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art or man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be God. This morning's psalm is Psalm 66, will be read as a lesson. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth, sing out the honor of his name, make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works through the greatness of your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, O oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, which my lips have uttered, and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt sacrifices of fat animals with the sweet aroma of rams. I will offer bulls with goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer nor is mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever.
0: This morning's second lesson comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, commencing. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just and the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who were formerly were disobedient. When once the divine longsuffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. There is also an antitype, which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to Him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory be thee to you, O Lord. St. John, chapter 14, beginning in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it is neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise be to You, Lord Christ.
1: Good morning and uh here we are the 6th Sunday of Easter as the church moves on through the pandemic and uh whatever problems may arise upon the earth the ch- the church knows that uh, we're victorious we're victorious so it's such a wonderful opportunity <clears throat> I was telling some before the service, this is the greatest time of potential harvest. People are scared out there. They, they're disillusioned. Uh, they're broke. And uh, they don't know what to do about it. But uh, once again, the church has the answer. And it's so simple. It's one word. Can you imagine that? One word. It's a name. Five letters. It's Jesus. He was my answer. He was your answer. And why wouldn't it be their answer? Well, I call that uh, probably one of my favorite the whole year. It says, "Oh God, you prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass all of our understanding." So I want to talk to you this morning about what what it is that uh, you think your life wants to be. And I just want to ask the question, and I'll go very, very lightly. Um, what do you think God wants it to be? Pour into our hearts such love towards you. See, what what motivates God entirely is His love. His love for His creation, His love towards us. And so I would think that that wouldn't be a bad recipe for us to adopt in our life experience. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may attain our promises well that's not what it says. It says your promises, which exceed all that we can desire, some translations or hope for some draw a picture of what we can imagine and believe me, there's a lot of people who are you know living a dream they're living an absolute dream, not even. Close to reality. We, and of course, we pray through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, because God is the one thing that never changes. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So the most constant thing in eternal creation is God himself. To promise that God has prepared for us a future exactly to his desire for us and his motive is all love. And needless to say, how many don't believe he knows what's best for us? Boy, those of you who are parents, how often you said that I, to your son, you're often believe me, I know what's best for you. Because you do such life experience. You know, we've learned a lot of things from the hard knocks, but thank God we've all had opportunity to have life experiences, educations, and whatever, and we do know more than the children do, although that may not be a popular thought today. He knows exactly who we are, and He knows exactly what we need. He also knows what isn't good for us. He knows that uh, what will get us into trouble, and He is planning always accordingly. Because as you're going to see in this, I'm going to speak out of Acts today, because it's a a really... uh, it's, a, it's an amazing passage. Paul is speaking to uh, intellectuals. And so he kind of abandons the uh, more Eastern view and takes on more of a logical Western view, which is how we live, logically, rationally, uh And so it's a really good primer for us to look at if you want to know how the whole program works. And we're going to look at that in a minute. But But first I want to establish for you why we would be interested in learning about this plan and following It's because he knows better than you do. Let me put it this way. The only thing standing in God's way of a really amazing, successful, and best life possible for you. Anybody know? You. What's it say? If God's for us, who can be against us? Both great apostles, Paul and Peter, testify this morning to God's greatness, his infinite power, and complete authority. Now, <clears throat> then we're, we're given this opportunity to tap into that, or we can it and do our own thing. Which one makes more sense? Come on. They both also attest to God's complete love and support for each one of us. And it's so revealing about this God we serve. In Paul's famous sermon on Mars Hill, he declares in verse 22, Men of Athens, I observed with every turn I make throughout the city that you're very religious, in devout in all respects, he's setting him up. What does that mean? What religion? The religion of uh, Apollos, or the religion of Jesus Christ, or the religion of self? What what religion? He's going to ask him that. He says, "Now, I'm, as I was going along, and I carefully looking at your objects of worship, came to the altar with the inscription to an unknown god." Therefore, what, I already, what you already worship as unknown, this I'm going to tell you about. This I'm going to com- proclaim to you the truth. First, verse 24, God has, who created the world and everything in it, since he's the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. So this doesn't involve us. So much, does it? Hmm. Second, verse 25, Nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything. Because it's he who gives to all life, breath. Paul writes, all things. Oh, let let me get that straight. So, when it's Christmas, I'd look for my parents and relatives and Santa Claus, and to give me everything I want. Huh. But it's really God who can give me what I really want. Hmm. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and their boundaries of their lands and territories. In other words, all this going on, all this uh, pulling, pushing, hoarding, you think he doesn't know all this is going on? You don't think that he can take care of any part of that he wants? Either he's in control or he's not in control. And so as we direct our thoughts and our plans in agreement with His plans, we go much further, we go much faster in receiving the blessings and the success we're really looking for. I guarantee that I can ask everybody here, what do you want to be? And you'll all give me a different answer. But if I ask every one of you, do you want to be successful, you're all going to give me the same answer. Yes. Oh. Well, it says here that success is found in, in, in the Lord. That we direct our thoughts and our plans and agree with His that we go much farther, much faster. I think the scripture is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hey, I didn't write the book. In other words, the more he's in control directing our ship, that's a picture, our lives, the straighter the path will be the sooner we'll get where we're going. The more powerful the action, the more blessed the outcome. Now, while all of us have our own custom template that God has fashioned for each one of us, each unique and special, we all serve the same master project. We're kingdom builders. We're called to be kingdom builders. Whose kingdom should give us a real strong clue as to how we would proceed? His kingdom. The disciples said, my God, this is too much for me to understand. I don't even know how to pray to this God. We'll start like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I suppose if we're supposed to pray, then that's supposed to be an action item for us. Verse 27, this was so that they'd seek God, if perhaps they might grasp for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and exist, Paul writes. That is, in him we actually have our being. It says we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And he just talked to us and talked to us last week in the gospel. We had a great preacher. If you want to go back and get the tape, how the Father and Him are one. They're in each other. They're they are coexisting. And he said, and he's if we invite him, he's in with us, and we're in with him, and the, the, we're coexisting. Paul writes, as even some of your own poets have said, for we also were his children. So then, being God's children, we should not think that the divine nature, deity, is like gold or silver or stone. Here, Paul shifts gears and he introduces this concept of the salvation experience, and he, you know, he says, you know, you can have statues, you can make them out of gold, like. That, that's not going to do any good to worship them. No, he says, I'm here to tell you about the real God to worship, the real God to cooperate, who isn't dead. He's alive. And he wants to have a personal, intimate relationship with each one of these people he's, he's addressing here today. For in him we live and we move and exist As even some of your own poets have said, for we also are His children, verse 29, so then being God's children, we should not think that the divine nature works out in gold or silver or stone, an image that we form in our own minds. Now, that is one of my key themes, as many of you know. The greatest damage from the Reformation, and let me qualify by saying I'm a Reformation guy. We needed it. It was good for us. But the greatest damage that came out of the Reformation was it gave everybody a pathway to reversing it and forming God in their own image. I mean, I can't tell you how many debates I've had with people about, you know, why wars happen and why uh, babies are still born. And they say, well, I just can't believe there's a God like that. And I said, well, that ends this debate. I mean, that settles it. I mean, uh, you're, if, if you can't uh, acknowledge that a God like that exists, then I guess he doesn't exist because you say so. I mean, that's so ludicrous, Right. I don't like some of the things that go on, but I don't claim to be God or to know God. I know a lot of things about Him. I know His basic motivation is love and concern for me and my fellow man. Now, quit trying to create Him in your image. Try and find out who He is and what He wants. And cooperate. That's the ticket. And so here Paul's introducing this additional concept of God who is living, personal and interactive. Now, he wants that relationship. He wants to talk to you. Now, what was it about uh, six months a year ago, one of the number one TV shows, daytime shows. You know those are important ones. <laughs> I think it's called "The View." And they lambasted the Vice President of the United States because he said he talked to God and God spoke to him. And oh, they laughed him up. They laughed him up one side. They laughed him down the other. Well, I got news for you. God speaks to me. And I certainly speak to him. And I think he listens because he speaks back a lot of things that seem to make sense of what I'm doing here. Yeah. Why not? Try that. I mean, if this guy with all the marbles, why wouldn't you want to get on his team and some play time? So then, being God's children, we should not think that uh, we're dealing with this untouchable thing made out of gold or silver. No. And so he uses the Scriptures to prove the plan, or the script, we'll call it for a moment. Let me just uh, divert you to seeing this as a uh, play we're going to put on. You all go to school? You ever done a school play? Okay. So the Scriptures, they, they, they describe this plan or this script of what the play is going to roll out like. And then we see God... A triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're the producers and the directors of this play, not you. I mean, you know, how, how, how many of you have ever been involved in the play? Come on. I know all my kids have because you did it at the Academy. Well, what if you just decide to start saying your own lines, which a couple of you have done, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be stupid. It wouldn't work. There's got to be a flow to the story we all do our part and so you got this director producer and he allows us to to see that we're the players and as with the time of noah sometimes the only recourse that he had was to fire the whole cast and start over. <laughs> no, write the flood. Which we find he's capable of doing. But that's not who God is. That's not his heart. That's not what he wants, needs, or even will allow, I believe, ever again. Therefore, God overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he's set a day when he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom he's appointed and destined for that task, Jesus Christ. And he's provided credible proof to everyone by raising this man from the dead. So here he fully introduces now this concept of Jesus Christ, the uh, Son of God, as the ultimate solution for our problems. And the ultimate solution was complete sacrifice for the whole world. Okay? So God has set a day. But in the interim, what Paul's telling us, Peter taught us the same thing in his passage this morning, if you listen. But we're, what we're learning from these guys is that in the interim, all, all those, not some, but all those who bow their knee and confess and receive Jesus as their own Lord and accept the Heavenly Father's assignment will be received as his very own adopted children and given blessing upon blessing. Verse 21. There's also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. And he says, and the only way baptism works could work is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ because in that baptism we went down and we died to the old man in all of our sinful ways, the past and we were raised to new life as a new creation in Christ Jesus so God's given us everything we need to complete a wonderful and successful life right here on earth Maybe you fit that mold perfectly. I have a young man who, very, very shortly, I'm going to lay hands on him because he has asked me and told me I want to be a full-time soldier for the living God. Well, what do you give a soldier? We're not messing around here, Thomas. You give him knighthood. You make him a player. Not in a play, but in real life. And you open the door for God to speak to him and fill him with gifts and anointing. And I can guarantee him, and I can guarantee every one of you, the kingdom of hell can't stand it, and can't stand up to it. And so you take these little twerpy kids we confirm, and they become giants in God's economy. I would say in large part for their, uh, their naiveness. They believe Jesus. And uh, it works out really well. Here's my promise, right from the Lord's lift. John fourteen, fifteen. if you love me, keep my commandments. But in verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and He'll give you. He'll give you a powerful helper, the Holy Spirit. And He'll abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. You know Him, Thomas. You've been around me and you've been around your grandfather. We've seen the Holy Spirit move. Well, He's going to move... In and through you, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. And he said, and he who loves me will be loved. I guarantee it by the Father. And I'll love him, and I'll manifest myself in him. And let me add... Through him. Praise be to God. Please stand. We'll continue with the prayers of the people.
2: for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess Your name may be united in Your truth, live together in Your love, and reveal Your glory in the world. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of Your salvation. We commend to Your mercy all who have died, that Your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all Your saints in Your eternal kingdom.
1: To those who are ill, afraid, or in isolation, in their loneliness be their consolation, in their anxiety be their hope, in their darkness be their light, through him who suffered alone on the cross, but reigns with you in glory, Jesus Christ our Lord. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn but don't touch your neighbor. <laughs> peace.
0: Announcements for this week we will continue to have the uh, monday night ed talk and we will have virtual home group on thursday night and our home groups will be meeting with video conferencing online as well what like i keep saying we look forward to the day when we get to gather again and if there are uh, people who would like to give and i encourage you of course to do so you can do that through our website you can click on the giving button or you can download the church center app or you can mail a check. We're on all of those places. So go ahead and uh, give that way. I'm just like really sorry. I'm a little unfocused because I just was really impressed with the word that Bishop was giving. And there's kind of it feels like as he's talking about, uh, you know, co- confirming somebody that there's a commissioning happening. There's something that he's kind of bringing where he's calling us to stand up for the things, for the kingdom, and to remember that we are soldiers in God's army. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you. It just really impressed upon me. And I just think about that this week. What does that mean for you in your daily life when you're isolated or when you're going to your essential job or as things start to open up? What does it mean to stand up and be a soldier for Christ? Because there's a world who needs people to stand up for them. And that's part of what that means. You've got to look around. You've got to have compassion on people. So I just wanted to share that quickly, but we're going to move on and we're going to go into our time of music as we would normally be taking our offering at this time. And then we will uh, have our Eucharist and we encourage you to come for curbside communion at 1130. We've loved getting to see you guys as you drive through. Thank you.
4: show over me like a tidal wave Clean out what pulls me to the grave Nothing left that you don't love Take me where your river flows
3: Heal the dead
4: Yes, my soul is there. There's nothing standing in the way, just me before you Um are.
1: stand. We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ with us this morning. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love Him for those who want to love Him more. So come, if you have much faith or if you have little. If you've been here often or you've not been here long. You who tried to follow and you who fail, come. Come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should lead him here, so come to the table of oh the Lord. The Lord
2: be with you. And your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up, up to the Lord. Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It, it is, God. is right to give him thanks and praise.
1: Father, our powerful, ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We praise you with greater joy than ever in this Easter season, when... Christ became our paschal sacrifice. He's the true Lamb who took away the sins of the world. And By dying he destroyed death and by rising he restored our life. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join in their unending hymn of praise.
4: Holy, holy, holy Lord, God, 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 God. Heaven and earth
1: are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest.
4: Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna
1: in the highest. Lord, your holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is given up to death and death, he freely accepted, he took breath, and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Lord, we just, uh, we remember that sacrifice. not just to hear the words but let us feel and understand the significance do this in remembrance of me later that night when supper was ended he took the cup again he gave thanks he gave it to them and he said drink this all of you this is my blood of a new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whatever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ, Christ,
3: Christ died. Christ is,
2: Christ risen. Christ is Christ risen. Christ will come again.
1: Death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence, to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love, together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of the clergy especially remember those who were sick or infirm in spirit, soul, or body. We hold up this day, Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia and Kyle and Soldier and Sandra and Joyce and Marie and Karen, David and Darcy, Tammy, the Richman, Wayne, and Spencer, the Marines and the Sailors of Camp Pendleton, the Observe family, Todd in the Pippen family, the Bishop, Mike Davidson. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed, become the body of Christ to the world. And mercy on us all, make worthy to share with the land. The martyrs, the apostles, Joseph, Mary, all the saints who come before us Son Jesus Christ, by and with Him and in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is Yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, so we have courage to pray.
2: Our Father Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done
1: Hallelujah, Christ our Passover sacrifice for us.
2: Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah.
1: O, o Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away
2: the sins of the world. Grant,
4: Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people.
1: Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who recall the supper of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Well, I wish everyone watching to have an opportunity this week to share your faith and the uh, good things that God has done in your life. And I pray that He allow us those opportunities and that we don't turn or shy from them. In thanksgiving, let us pray together. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, You have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the Gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world himself, not counting men's sins against him. And he loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you, and remain you always. Amen.
2: Go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia.